श्री श्री राधा गोविंद जी की जाए श्री श्री गोविंदताय की श्री गिरिधारी लाल की वैष्णव संघ वैष्णव सेवा की शील प्रभुपाल की ग्रंथ राज श्रीमद्भागवताम की निताय गौर प्रेमानंदी हरी Hare Krishna. Okay, good morning everyone. Hope everyone's bright and cheerful and awake. They say that Srimad Bhagavatam class is a sure cure for insomnia. You know? <laughs> so this morning we're reading from uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 11, text number 30. And the chapter is entitled, Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwarka. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Atavisat Swabhavanam Atavisat Swabhavanam Sarva Kamam Anutamam Sarva Kamam Anutamam Sarva Kamam Anutamam Prashada Yatra, Patninam, Prashada Yatra Patninam, Prashada Yatra Patninam, Sahasrani, Cha, Shodasha, Sahasrani, Cha, Shodasha, Sahasrani, Cha, Shodasha, Atavisatva Bhavanam Sarvakamam Anutamam Prasada Yatrapatninam Sahasrani Chashodasha Atavisatva Bhavanam Sarvakamam Anutamam Prashada Yatra Patni Nam Sahasrani Chashodasha Sadhana 
Ladies? Yathavishasvabhavanam Sarvakamamanutamam Prasadayatrapatninam Atha, thereafter, Avisat, entered, Swabhavanam, personal palaces, Sarva, all, Kamam, desires, Anuttamam, perfect to the fullest extent, Prasada, palaces, Yatra, where, Patninam, of the wise numbering, Sahasrani, thousands, Cha, over and above, Shodasha, 16. Translation, thereafter the Lord entered his palaces, which were perfect to the fullest extent, his wives lived in them, and they numbered over 16,000. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Lord Krishna had 16,108 wives, and for each and every one of them, there was a, full, a fully equipped palace, complete with necessary compounds and gardens. Full description of these palaces is given in the 10th canto. All the palaces were made of the best marble stone. They were illuminated by jewels and decorated by curtains and carpets of velvet and silk, nicely bedecked and embroidered with gold lace. The personality of Godhead means one who is full with all power, all energy, all opulences, all beauties, all knowledge and all renunciation. Therefore, in the palaces of the Lord, there was nothing wanting for fulfilling all the desires of the Lord. The Lord is unlimited and therefore his desires are also unlimited and the supply is also unlimited. Everything being unlimited, it is concisely described here as sarvakamam or full with all desirable equipment. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurun Malitam Jena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Mukham Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Girim Yad Kripatamaham Vande Shri Gurum Dinatarinam Vanchakalpata Rubyascha Kripasindubyebacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashtatya Desatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasudhi Gauravakta Vrindam Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so Just uh, take blessings from all the uh, 
venerable Vaishnavas assembled here and uh, Sundaral uh, Prabhu is there to put me right if I go wrong, you know. So he's the control monitor here. So thank you very much for coming today to Srimad Bhagavatam class. So I'll just read the translation again and um, with the blessing of the Vaishnavas and Srila Prabhupada and try to speak something. So thereafter the Lord entered his palaces, which were perfect to the fullest extent. His wives lived in them, and they uh, numbered over 16,000. So in the purport, Srila Prabhupada writes that the Lord had 16,108 wives, and for each and every one of them there was a fully equipped palace, complete with necessary compounds and gardens. And he says that a full description is given in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, uh, very, very interesting. Sometimes uh, uh, we meet people and they say, uh, you know, why is this uh, Krishna, why has he got 16,100, why does he have so many wives? You know? and, uh, they, because a lot of the time in the material world, you know, the living entities here, they're actually trying to be Krishna. Mm -hmm. So, some people, you know, they, they, they want many wives or they want many girlfriends. You know? And, uh, you know, many people are endeavoring uh, to fulfill the, those desires. Um, but uh, one, one man I met at Bhaktivedanta Manor, so he came with his girlfriend, you know. So he said, uh, my girlfriend wants to know why Krishna has got, you know, 16,108 wives or girlfriends, you know. So then I said, well, um, that's a very interesting question. I said, you're having difficulty, to the boy, I said, you're having difficulty maintaining one girlfriend, you know, <laughs> to keep her satisfied, you know. Um, but Krishna, he is unlimited, he is the supreme, uh, absolute truth, and everything comes from him. And, and therefore, for him to uh, maintain, as we are reading in the uh, purport here, to maintain 16,108 wives, uh, not in uh, kind of council flats, uh, but, but he's maintaining them in beautiful palaces, individual palaces, and these palaces, um, um, they have beautiful gardens, and they have, uh, uh, they're so amazingly uh, transcendental that even all the pillars and the construction of the palace, it's, it's made with uh, jewels, and there's silk, and there's carpets, and every opulence that you could imagine is there. So, um, uh, to, to try and compete with Krishna, uh, people in this material world, uh, mundane people, they would struggle, you know, because uh, Krishna is the source of all opulence. And as Srila Prabhupada says in the purport, uh, that the Supreme Lord, um, he has six opulences, you know. It's called Sad Eshwarya Purna. Uh, he has six opulences, but he has them in completeness. You know? So, can any of you name any of the six opulences that we just read? Strength. Huh? Strength. Strength, okay. Yeah, very good. Beauty. Beauty, yeah. Fame. There's only three left. Renunciation. Renunciation. Wealth. Um, yes, you got it. Yeah. So well done. So according to um, 
Parashar Muni, um, in the purple of the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, verse number one, he says that the Lord is known as Bhagavan. You know, uh, Bhagavan, what does Bhagavan mean? One, yeah. Please. Yeah. One who possesses opulence. But uh, Parashamuni, he is explaining that actually Bhagavan is the one who is complete in all these six opulences. So someone can say, I have some strength, you know, or I can lift, you know, 60 kilos, you know, you know. Or, but Krishna can lift Govardhan Hill, you know, on the little finger of his left hand. You know. So somebody can say, I have some wealth, you know. Like, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates can say, I have some wealth, you know, but he can't say, I have all wealth. You know. um, and um, some, some people can say, you know, I'm a university professor, I have some knowledge, but they cannot claim that I have all knowledge. You know. Or someone can be a Bollywood star or a, a film actress in, uh, in Hollywood or whatever and say, well, I have, I've got fame, you know. But how much fame, you know? They don't, they can't say I have all fame. Um, and uh, also Krishna has um, beauty. Um, so, you know, we see so many beautician shops here, you know, in, in New York, you know. How much, how many millions and billions of dollars do people in New York spend on trying to increase their beauty, you know? Um, or at least try and get some beauty. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but actually, um, it's explained that um, Krishna has all beauty, and having fame, strength, wealth, knowledge, having all these things in full completeness, he has something which is really, really amazing, because normally when somebody has strength, or they have money, wealth, or they have, you know, fame, or so many, or knowledge, they become proud. And, uh, but Krishna has all these things, but at the same time, he's detached. He's renounced. You know, now that is really something. You know? To have everything and not be attached to it. You know? They said the pauper is proud of his penny. You know? So you know, people get a few meager things and they become attached to it. You know? But Krishna has everything. In f so he has all these opulences in full completeness and uh, he is not attached. So that is, that, that is God. You know? So, um, on the point of beauty, um, it brings to mind a very interesting uh, story. Once when I was a new bhakta, I was with Jai Krishna Prabhu, doing door-to-door -door in Leicester. You know, I think it was 1980. And um, we were just learning the 64 qualities of Krishna, you know. Because many people, they claim to be God, you know. So, if someone just turns up and says, I'm God, you know. So how do you know God? So in the Nectar of Devotion, uh, Srila Rupa Goswami has listed 64 qualities that one must possess in order to qualify as God. If these six here are enough to, you know, to knock people out, <laughs> but to have 64 qualities. So we, I was doing door to door in Leicester and we were just kind of new bhaktas. And uh, what happened is we knocked, I knocked on one door and this gentleman opened the door and I said, oh, you know, uh, I'm from the Hare Krishna, I'm a monk, I'm from the Hare Krishna temple and we're just going to visit all the neighbors here. 
and uh, we've got some nice books and things. Uh, can we show you some books? And if you can help us, give a donation. So the man said, come in, you know. He called me in. And then um, he said, first let me show you. He said, on the, on the wall, he had a, a big picture of a bogey yogi. So I won't, I won't name any names, but he did have fuzzy hair, you know. And that <laughs> so um, probably some of you can work that one out. Um, so he, he said to me, this person is God. So I said, oh really? He said, yeah, this person is God and he does magic and ashes, he can make ashes and he can do this and that. So I was looking at him and I was thinking, my God, you know, what shall I do? Um, so then I, I remembered one of the 64 qualities that uh, was enlisted in, in um, the nectar of devotion that to qualify as God, um, you have to have first 64 qualities. But I, I said, well, um, I said to the gentleman, actually, in the scriptures it explains that God, he possesses beauty that is unparalleled anywhere within the whole creation. And on that one point, this gentleman is, has been completely devastated. <laughs> so then he kicked me out of the house. So then he threw me out of the house. So, fine. You know? <laughs> so that's it. You know, Krishna possesses beauty that is unparalleled anywhere within the whole creation. You know? so, so people who are trying to compare, compete with God, you know, they don't have much of a chance. And uh, Tamil Krishna Maharaj uh, in Fiji, he did um, a series of videos. Uh, some, of you, some of you may have seen them. They're quite old. But, and one of them was God's competitor. It's called God's competitor. You've seen it, no? no. And he said there was, there was some bogey yogi and a lot of people in Fiji were kind of becoming enamored by this bogey yogi and they were worshipping this personality as God. And uh, so in this kind of uh, seminar that Tamil Krishna Maharaj held, so in the crowd he said to people, okay, so what can this person do? And they said, well, he can cure people. So Tamil Krishna Maharaj said, in the hospitals, are people not being cured? Yeah. So are the hospitals also God? Are the doctors God? You know? And someone said, well, he can produce some ashes. So Tamil Krishna Maharaj said, you get ashes at the, at the back of the fireplace. You know? You know? So that's a damn cheap God. <laughs> you know? So someone said he can produce some gold. He said, how much gold can he produce? Can he produce a mountain of gold? He said, well, he can produce a little bit. You know? <laughs> so... So, like this, he went through different things. Um, someone said, oh, he can do this, he can do some magic tricks, you know. But people who are, have a poor fund of knowledge, they be become uh, deluded, they become enamored, because they don't understand uh, how to, uh, uh, like, refer to the scripture or the sadhu and, and get the proper knowledge, you know. So, like, if, if somebody brings in... Um, a bit, a, a bit, something that looks like gold. Do we immediately say it's gold? Well, to us it may seem, because we may not be trained, but if you take it to a goldsmith, he, he will have some test that he can do to tell you whether it's gold or not. You see? So, if people, um, like in India, practically in every village you go, there's somebody claiming to be God, you know, or some mystic or some... But, and, and innocent people who really don't know much, they are taken in by that, you know. Uh, but actually, um, 
Uh, we're very, very fortunate because um, Srila Prabhupada uh, and our whole Guru Parampara have given us uh, this transcendental knowledge, um, these Vedic literatures, and they've given the essence um, of the truth. So then we can differentiate you know, uh, between what is truth and what is untruth. So it's very, very simple. Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. So um, one, one day I was sitting at Bhaktivedanta Manor near the bakery and I was having some prasadam and this man came and he sat near me and then I was just taking my prasadam and then he said, oh, he said, um, can, I, can I say something? Can I speak to you? I said, yeah, sure. He said, um, he said Ganesh is married to Tulsi, Tulsi Devi. And I said, what? I said, really? I said, where, where did you get that from? He said, I heard it from someone. I said, okay, well, that's very good. But I said, but here, we, we're not allowed to just blurt out things without verifying them and actually having some reference. You know? so, so I said, you know, it has to, in which scripture does that, is that written? And he said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I said, in uh, which of the pre predecessor acharyas uh, actually substantiates that information that you're putting forward? He said, well, I don't know that either. Then, you know, you know, which present-day spiritual masters are also, you know, agreeing to that? Then, so I, I said, well, I said, uh, a goat may eat anything, so a madman will say anything. <laughs> I said, but that's why we're very fortunate because Srila Prabhupada has given us a system, a process. There's a checking and balance system. So it's not just anybody can turn up and claim to be anything or do anything, you know. So they, they have to pass the test, you know. So this Srimad Bhagavatam here, this, uh, this is the combined first canto, volumes one, two, and three. So this is the, um, the books that Srila Prabhupada, he got printed in Delhi uh, before he, he came to New York. Um, and it was in three volumes. And um, in some of the temples, they have the original volumes, you know, in Prabhupada's rooms. So, um, one senior devotee, disciple of Srila Prabhupada, he told me that actually this first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada actually put everything. He put everything in there. And the reason he put everything in there was that he was of very advanced age. He was 70 years old. So, he wanted to complete the whole uh, translation of the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is 18,000 verses. But he didn't know how long he would live. Mm -hmm. So therefore, he did the first canto, he put everything in there. All the knowledge that's actually required is right in there. So this is like um, really, really kind of very, very amazing. So any of these, um, Srila Prabhupada also, he says in one um, um, lecture, he says that there is no competition, there is no comparison. You know, Srimad Bhagavatam, um, this is the very means of conquest, you know, there, there is no competition. So, um, like sometimes people, they say, uh, you know, um, uh, I, I know God or, you know, there, there are many kind of people who come from different denominations and they kind of worship in different ways. Or, but they say, you know, we should worship God and we should love God and that. So, if I say to one boy, I said, there's one girl there, you just love her. You know? The boy will say, well, you know, 
thank you very much, but what's her name, you know? <laughs> and what does she look like? And, you know, where does she live, you know? And what does she like to do, you know? What does she like to eat, you know? And what does she like to wear? And I said, well, I don't know any of that, but love her anyway. <laughs> just, you know, don't ask questions, just love her, you know? So how can you love someone that you don't really know anything about, you know? So, uh, um, we're very, very fortunate because this Vedic literature um, is giving us the highest knowledge. It's giving us a complete description of the Lord's activities. Complete, you know, A to Z, you know. Like in the Krishna book, it explains even like Krishna, you know, when he wakes up at Dwarka, he wakes up in the morning when the, the uh, cocks, you know, they, what do they do? Cockerels. What do they what do they call it? Cockadoodle do. Anyway, cockadoodle do then. <laughs> so, you know, when he hears that, Krishna immediately he's uh, embraced by his wives. You know, he's he's sleeping in uh, his palace. So immediately he wakes up and he he does his morning ablutions and that, and then he meditates on himself because he's God. You know. If, you know, he can do that, you know, but we shouldn't copy that, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and an interesting point that uh, in this purple, Srila Prabhupada writes, full description of these palaces is given in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So the 10th canto is really amazing because it's giving detailed descriptions of Lord Krishna, his pastimes and um, his uh, friends and, you know, what he likes to do and, you know, so we have like, we can't say we don't know what God looks like or what he does or what his activities and who his friends are even. You know? So um, one uh, story that comes to mind, very interesting story, um, is that when Srila Prabhupada, he first came from New York to London, I think it was 1969, and uh, the devotee, disciple of Srila Prabhupada, Shama Sundadas, the pioneer who had been sent, with uh, part of the six devotees to London, um, he had met George Harrison. So then they, they invited Srila Prabhupada uh, to come because George Harrison said, you know, you know, I really asked you a lot of questions and, I, and you know, you, you've been great, but I need to speak to your spiritual master, you know. So then Srila Prabhupada came to London in 1969 and we didn't have a temple in London at that time, so Srila Prabhupada he, was, he stayed at uh, the house of John Lennon, which was a big Tittenhurst estate. And John Lennon sent his white Rolls Royce to pick up Srila Prabhupada. And the devotees were doing kirtan, they were so excited that they forgot to put somebody in with Srila Prabhupada in the car. So the chauffeur took Srila Prabhupada to Tittenhurst, so then they had to catch up later. So and anyway, Srila uh, um, Prabhupada, um, um, with the help of George Harrison and his disciples, they opened a, a Bury Place Temple. The Bury Place Temple. Anybody been to the Bury Place Temple in London? Yeah, you've been. Yeah? You've been, okay. Great. Few, you've been, yeah. So it was a Bloomsbury area, and um, there was uh, um, a few devotees there. Then what happened is, Srila Prabhupada said to Shama Sunda, he said, You are George Harrison's friend. Can you please ask him? if he will give a donation to publish the two volumes of Krishna book, which I've finished the manuscript for. I've worked very hard because 
Srila Prabhupada was thinking that he may not finish the whole Bhagavatam until the 10th canto, so therefore he gave a summary study of the 10th canto in Krishna book. You see, so that's, I can give them Krishna. And then, uh, Srila Prabhupada asked uh, George, Har- uh, John Len- uh, sorry, Sham Sundar, can you ask your friend, George Harrison, if he'll give a donation to print uh, Krishna book. And uh, Sham Sundar was thinking, oh no, he said, Srila Prabhupada, I really don't think it's a very good idea, you know, because, uh, you know, George Harrison is very rich, very famous. He's, you know, one of the, he's in the Beatles, one of the most famous bands in the world, and everybody's after his money, you know. And if we just ask him for money, he might think we're just, you know, we're trying to milk him, you know. We just, we, and he, we might frighten him off, you know. So Srila Prabhupada said, no, no, you, you ask him. And then Sham Sundar said, Srila Prabhupada, I really, I really don't think it's a good idea. You know? So then Srila Prabhupada said, okay, you tell him that your spiritual master is asking him <laughs> if he would like to give a donation of 5,000 pounds to print the first two volumes, uh, first printing uh, edition of Krishna book. So then Shamsunda couldn't really say much then. So then, okay, that day George Harrison came and picked Shamsunda up and he, George Harrison was in a very happy, very bright mood and he said, uh, he said, oh, I want to take you somewhere, come with me. So, you know, they went to one place and it was a place that cut and made, uh, you know, sold marble. So George Harrison of his own, of his own volition decided to buy marble for the altar at the temple. He paid a lot of money for that. So marble is not cheap. So um, Lord Krishna's uh, palaces had a lot of nice marble in as well. So then what happened is um, Shamasunda was thinking, oh no, well he's getting this, it's really nice, but then I've still got to ask him for the... Anyway, he, he was apprehensive, so the day went on. And then they were, it was evening time and they were at George Harrison's house and they had just had a meal and some other friends were there and it was getting very late. So Sham Sunda was thinking, oh no, I've got to ask him, I've got to ask him, you know, I can't come back to the temple and tell Srila Prabhupada I didn't ask him. So then, then he, he mustered up the courage and he said, George, um, Srila Prabhupada is asking uh, if you would like to give a donation to uh, help publish the volumes of Krishna book. So George, uh, George looked at him and then um, he said, how much? So George, uh, Sham Sunda said 5,000 pounds. So then George's face went a bit grave, you know, like, you know, like he wasn't very impressed. Just then, there was a, there was a, a bang, and the lights went out, and it was nighttime. So for a couple of minutes, there was silence, nothing happened. And then the lights came on. And, and w- what had happened is, is uh, some lightning had hit the house. So then George was smiling. Then uh, Shamsunda looked across at him, and George said, "Well, he said, what can I, you know, how can I refuse after that?" <laughs> so Krishna intervened. You know? So then, in the front, George Harrison writes the foreword um, of Krishna book. You can read it. And then at the bottom, he writes, "All you need is love." In brackets, Krishna and Haribo, George Harrison. So it's very nice story. Uh, about how uh, George Harrison donated. But Krishna is making all the arrangements for his devotees. You know? So, um, um, we, we, are very, very, we are very, very fortunate because 
we have been given this process of um, hearing and understanding um, the whole, the, the Lord's activities, his character, his qualities, his pastimes, and uh, we can actually develop our relationship with Krishna um, through the process of bhakti yoga that we've been given by Srila Prabhupada. And I was speaking to one devotee, and uh, he was a very senior devotee, but he was kind of having some difficulty with his mind. So he said to me that, he said, um, you know, I'm going to some other guru to learn a few extra things, you know. I said, what do you mean, some extra things? He said, well, he said, Srila Prabhupada, you know, he just taught us the basics. He says, well, I'm going to some other guru, and he's teaching us some esoterics, you know, some higher stuff. So then I said, uh, I said, come, I don't fall into that trap. I said to him, don't fall into that trap. You know, Srila Prabhupada has given us everything that we require to be happy and peaceful and successful and perfect our spiritual life. You know? And he said, but these, these other people are teaching some, you know, you know, Siddhi Pranali and this and that and so many other things. So then I could see, well, actually, what was happening is um, he was getting shortchanged, you know. So, um, uh, actually, Srila Prabhupada has given everything because Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurlava. The great soul is very rare uh, who understands that Vasudeva Krishna is everything. And Krishna is non different from his name. So, Srila Prabhupada has given us the Maha Mantra. And, and the Mahamantra is non-different from Krishna. So then he has actually given us everything. And by, I, I, I said to this devotee, uh, from the name, come the form, the quality, the pastimes, the entourage, everything will come. You know? If you take the process sincerely, if you, um, uh, if you take shelter properly. You know? But if you want to jump, you, know, you, you want your ecstasies now, before even, you know, doing uh, the, the proper practice, you know, then you'll be shortchanged. Like some people, um, I, I know some people, they say, oh, in ISKCON, you know, they make you chant 16 rounds and you have to follow four regulated principles, you know. Some other people, they say, look, uh, unscrupulous people, they say, you come to us and you can just do a, follow a couple of regulated principles and do four rounds a day, you know, and then we'll give you initiation. So I, I, I call it, Car boot sale initiations. <laughs> because, you know, if, if you want something cheap, then the price is cheap. You know, the, the, the toy jewelry, you know, 50, you know, 50 cents, you know, and many people are queuing up. But the real diamonds and the real jewels, there's not a queue at the jeweler shop, you know, because they have to pay the real price. You know? So then I was, I was just <clears throat> trying to share with this devotee. Uh, let's see, hopefully he took it on board, but everything comes in time like, um, like uh, an oak tree, it's an acorn, you know. When you plant the acorn, then in time, you know, you water it and you look after it and, and uh, you, you nurture it and you remove the weeds. How many years does it take to, to, to grow to a full-size oak tree? Does anyone know? You're, Cyrus, you're, you know about trees. You're always taking pictures of trees. You know? <laughs> about plants, yeah, how long, how long, in your estimation, would it take an, ac uh, an acorn to grow into a fully grown oak tree? Um, five, years? 
Five days, yeah? Years. Oh, five. <laughs> five years. Well, anyway, a long time, you know, probably longer. So in India, there's banyan trees, you know. Uh, if you go to the island of Godrumadweep, where Bhaktivinoda Thakur has his bhajan kutir, his house, and then if you look across the Jalangi towards um, Antadweep, that's where Iskon Mayapur temple is. Um, Lord Nityananda, uh, he took um, Jiva Goswami on Parikram there, and that banyan tree was there, and they looked across, and he said, from this place, a huge temple will rise up, from there, the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will be broadcast all over the world. And now, when you go to that exact place, that banyan tree is there. Uh, hundreds, hundreds of years old. Amazing tree. And if you look across, you can see the uh, Prabhupada Pushpa Samadhi Mandir. And then you see the huge TOVP, Temple of Vedic Planetarium, coming up. So, uh, amazing. So then it takes so long to grow a tree. Um, but then, somebody who takes the devotional service, uh, process of bhakti yoga, then immediately, you know, overnight they're asking for some results, you know. So something that's worth having is worth waiting for. It has to develop naturally. You know? That's called, um, what do you call, uh, holistic, you know, organic, you know. Otherwise some people, they want to learn to run b before they can even crawl, you know. So every, everything is there. Everything that we need to perfect our spiritual life is given, you know, um, uh, in these transcendental literatures, look so wonderful, so beautiful deities, you know, uh, who can fail to be attracted, you know. Yeah. So we are, we are really, really fortunate. So then, because we are fortunate, then uh, we shouldn't just keep that fortune to ourselves, we should uh, share that fortune. And, um, okay, um, how many without looking, how many, apart from the altar, how many pictures of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are there in this temple room? <laughs> Can anyone tell me? Huh? Three. Okay, so uh, four actually. There's one up there on the back, on the top. Uh, there's one here on the wall. And, and this is uh, Lord Chaitanya in Jarikanda forest with the tigers. And then there's Panchatattva there. And that's so so we've got a lot of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here. So Lord Chaitanya, he is actually Radha and Krishna appearing uh, in one form. And he's, he's appearing to give the mercy to everyone. He's known as Mahavadanya Avatar. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his mood is give the mercy to everyone. You know, regardless if you know, uh, they are fit or they're unfit. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he broke open the storehouse of love of God and he's distributing the fruits freely, and he's asking us to come and help him to, di to distribute that fruit of love of God. Krishna Prem, you know, he's the most merciful incarnation. Maha Namo Mahavadanyaya, Krishna Prema Padayate, Krishna Krishna Chaitanya, Namine Gaurati Senama. Namo, he's Mahavadanya Avatar, the most magnanim magnanimous incarnation. Krishna is asking for surrender first, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, just give them the mercy, you know. The tidal wave, you know, tidal wave uh, doesn't discriminate, everyone gets it. You know? So then, uh, we are so fortunate, we should really uh, count our blessings and make use of the good fortune and uh, not uh, be complacent and uh, kind of uh, to take it cheaply, but actually be so, be so appreciative of, of what we've been given um, We've been given that process that will actually free us from the cycle of repeated birth and death for once and for all. You know, you know instead of like just 
putting a plaster on your cut, you know, it gets you out of the whole cycle of birth and death. That's the process we've been given. You know? So then uh, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, his, his type of mathematics is different from normal mundane mathematics. And mundane mathematics is if I have a tray with 10 cupcakes, and if I give away 10 cupcakes, how many will I have left? Huh? None, yeah. So, but tran transcendental mathematics is different. The more I give out, the more mind increases, you know. And so, when you give the holy name, when you give this transcendental literature, when you invite people, when you share prasadam, you share this knowledge of Krishna consciousness with other uh, unfortunate um, living entities in, in this world, then your own Krishna consciousness blossoms. And the Lord, Lord Chaitanya is in anxiety for uh, the conditioned souls who are suffering you know, in this world. You know? So he, he's in anxiety. So by spreading this Krishna consciousness, then um, uh, we help to relieve the anxiety of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So because um, we're all part and parcels, all the living entities are part and parcels of the Supreme Lord, Krishna. And they've forgotten uh, their uh, original position and they've come to this material world and they're, they're suffering so many tribulations, you know. Uh, miseries from other living entities, miseries from one's own mind and body, and miseries from natural phenomena, you know, modes of material nature. Then there's birth, all day, death and disease, you know. Then we have all these things to look forward to. You know? So in amongst that, they say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know. As if, I say, if I say to someone, how are you doing? He said, oh, I'm great. You know? <laughs> I said, someone asked me, said, how are you doing? I said, well, apart from birth, old age, death, and disease, and the three modes of material nature, and three, four miseries, I'm fine. <laughs> so, and actually we are fine if we take shelter, and we are not fine if we're not taking shelter. If, you, if you're drowning, you can't really be fine. <laughs> so then uh, we have to uh, become uh, recipients of this mercy, and we have to become distributors of this mercy. And that we will experience uh, uh, like incredible taste in spiritual life. You know? Because when you help someone, the Lord becomes so pleased, uh, then we become uh, uh, so much benefited. So Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur Maharaj, he used to say, where there's preaching, there is life. You know? So if there's no preaching, it means no life. You know? and eventually things start to go downhill. You know? so, Anyway, um, I think I've said enough for one morning, so I think we'll stop there. And um, if anybody has any corrections or any comments or any questions, then please do go ahead. So, Krishna has 's yeah I think uh, I think they're they're aware to some extent but um, but Krishna is so amazing that he like Narad Muni he went to Dwarka um, to visit Krishna in all his sixteen thousand one hundred and eight palaces so he saw that Krishna he wasn't running around between each palace and spending like two minutes with each wife you know and being tired out you know 
he expanded himself, so he was actually fully present in each house, in each palace, and he was performing different pastimes. You know? So just like in the rasa dance, um, Krishna expands himself and he's dancing with all the gopis, but each of the go those gopis is thinking that Krishna is dancing with me. You know? So um, I, I, I don't know how, how much uh, they, they're worried about competition, because when they're with Krishna, they're fully satisfied. You know? They're completely absorbed, and Krishna can expand himself. Just like we saw in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, when Lord Brahma, he thought, you know, who is this, you know, blue boy, you know, like that, you know. You know, I'll, you know he, he thinks he's quite powerful, I'll teach him, you know. So, he, Lord Brahma, he stole away the cowherd boys and the calves, and he put them in a cave and, and put them under a spell to, you know, go to sleep. And then he came back, but Krishna had expanded himself as the cowherd boys, exactly the same, and all the calves. And Lord Brahma, he just did it in a moment, he went and came back. But um, on earth it was like one, one year went by. And in that one year, the, the cows became more affectionate to the calves, because it was, those calves were expansions of Krishna. And the cowherd boys, the, the, the mothers of the cowherd boys became so much more affectionate, because that was actually Krishna. So Krishna does all these magic tricks. Um, he, he can do that, so I don't know. When you get there, you can ask the wives, you know, <laughs> if they get on with each other. So, if you're not Krishna, don't take more than one wife. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the interesting pastime, King Chitraketu, he wanted a son, he couldn't have a son, but then Narad Muni and Angira Muni came and they gave some blessing and portion, and, and he gave it to his favorite queen. And so then she had the child. So while King Chitraketu was away, the, the other queens were, became very envious. They said, oh, you know, this, that child is not born from our, my womb, so then, you know, they say, why that wife who's being favored? So then, out of envy, they, they poisoned the child. But then there's a whole pastime where the child came, um, a lot, uh, when uh, um, the, the rishis came again, then um, the child was apparently dead, but then, by their mystic power, it brought them back to life, and the child, um, the, the mother and father were saying, my son, my son, my son. And then the, the boy, uh, Harsha Shok, his name was, Harsha Shok, he said, which mother are you? Which father are you? I've had so many mothers and so many fathers in so many different lives, and I've answered to so many different names. Which one are you? And they were like, what? I'm your mom, ma your mom. He said, yeah, but which one? You know? <laughs> so, you know, then he spoke knowledge of self-realization, and he enlightened them. You know? so, 
anyway, um, all these pastimes are there, so um, um, Krishna can satisfy, keep everyone satisfied. Uh, anything else? Hare Krishna Grantra Chimad Bhagavatam Ki Srila Prabhupada Ki Sri Guru Prampara Ki Nitai Gol Premanandi Hari Hari Bhav.